0: Hello my friend, I'm Nat Fox and welcome to the Risk Takers Podcast. In 2012, I took a risk, resigned from my job, which was very scary, and I asked myself, what would I do for free? What would I love to do even if I wasn't getting paid? My answer was traveling, writing, and encouraging people. Now, I had many moments of freaking out, of course, but this led me off the beaten path to become curious, to ask questions. I ended up becoming a travel writer, a tour guide to Alaska. I moved to Hong Kong, Boston, and New York twice, all without knowing a soul. I wrote a mentoring program, became a radio host. Each of these things have one thing in common. I took a massive risk. Now, I've had my share of challenges, I've faced a lot of pain, as we all have, and I'll share more of these stories as we go along. But I wanted to create this platform to gather together some of the biggest dreamers, the most amazing creative minds that I know. When we were little, we took risks, we dreamt big, and somewhere along the way, we kind of lost part of ourselves. And so I would love to encourage us all to bring that part of us back, to awaken that part of us. And so that's what this podcast is all about, to remind us who we truly are, how brave and uniquely special. We are, and that we all have something beautiful to bring this world. So, I'm on a mission to inspire 1 million people to take the risk they've always dreamed of. Welcome to the Risk Takers Podcast. I'm cheering you on, and here's today's episode. Thank you for joining me. I am on a mission to see 1 million people take the risk they've always dreamed of, and I hope today's story inspires you. Today's very special guest is Dan Flynn, co founder of Thank You and Risk Taker Extraordinaire. In 2008, uni students, Daniel Flynn, Justine Flynn and Jared Burns saw a need, took a crazy risk and launched a social enterprise called Thank You Water, created to close the gap between 736 million people living in extreme poverty around the world and the $63 trillion spent on consumer products each year. Twelve years on, they have mobilised a movement of millions of people who've each taken small steps to create massive change and they have just taken on their most astronomical risk yet. Five weeks ago they threw out an invitation to two of the world's largest and most influential consumer goods companies and nine of their competitors, inviting them to partner with them in a campaign to end world poverty like we've never seen. It's called No Small Plan and it is big. Over the last five weeks, this bold initiative has flung its way across the corners of the globe and they've had over 730 media features in 35 countries, resulting in 2.6 Billion impressions, which is absolutely unbelievable. And to date, thank you have raised seventeen million dollars, and I'm so excited for you guys to hear this story. Daniel Flynn, welcome to the Risk Takers podcast. Ah, uh, Nat,
1: thank you so much. <laughs> what an introduction! I, like I was listening to that, going, "That's a cool story." Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy.
0: I know, I know. And I'm putting it together. I was blown away. Yeah, I just love the. Following the journey, obviously, you know, we know each other. I've known each other for a while. And so let's just start with a little story. Once upon a time, on the night of the 29th of September, (laughs) while we were sleeping in Australia, two giant trucks drove up to two big buildings, one in Cincinnati and one in London. Now, tell us about this risk and uh, in the middle of a pandemic, what happened here?
1: Yeah. Well, look, look, we are in the middle of the pandemic. And I think that was the driver really was that what's happened during this pandemic is the gap between extreme wealth and extreme poverty has grown dramatically. Mm. Um, and it's not really making mainstream news cycles, particularly not in a lot of Western countries, but uh, Bill and Melinda Gates just said that, you know, 37 million people have gone back into extreme poverty. There are estimates over 100 million people will, uh, and there's 250 million people on the brink of a famine and starvation. So, so the world is in a really dark spot and mm. that's from the kind of economic flown effect from the pandemic and and at the same time then you've got these consumer goods companies of which thank you we're really one of them yeah who are making a lot of money because people are buying hand wash and hand sanitizer and 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 you know we we've experienced our most profitable year in 12 years um, but we're not alone a lot of these bigger companies um, that we've reached out to have had a really good year which is a strange thing mm. at a time when the world is having maybe its worst and so the invitation was bold and it needed to be because we were proposing a flip business as usual and say to our competitors hey uh you know let's find a way to work together let's partner um on the same mission you know a lot of them talk about purpose being critical and purpose being a foundation for them we thought, well, let's you know, let's put it out there, test the theory, um, and invite them to make and distribute thank you products to the world. And so it's a it's a partnership. Um, we we've kind of referenced in the launch video a few examples, like uh, Kanye's brand Yeezy. Yep. they designed the shoe, but Adidas make and distribute that shoe to the world. And that that collaboration and that partnership, it's really powerful. You know, um, Adidas obviously know how to run a global shoe company. Mm. Um, combine that with a really dynamic brand and you've got, you know, one of the most successful shoe stories, um, you know, going around. And so there are many examples of these types of partnerships. And we thought, well, let's do kind of the first of its kind for a social mission at a global scale. So the trucks arrived, they're like 24 foot trucks, giant um, crates inside. I titled This is an invitation to change the world. And yeah, it's bold. Um, it certainly got some attention.
0: I love that, and so um, keeping that under wraps for such a long time. I mean, uh, you were you were not meant to launch it this year, is that correct? You were meant to launch it next year, and you've brought correct. this forward because yep. it did. of creative pivoting. You know, the word of of the century. Um, but uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, um, and I was I was talking to a friend yesterday, actually preparing to chat with you, and we were just talking about the, the whole risk taking process and. When you've yeah. got this passion in your heart and you've got this, you know, that's what drives you and it's not about, you know, um, anything else other than wanting to make a difference in this vision that you've got. And so when you feel this kind of gut, I've, we've got to do this and it might not make sense to a million different people, but is that kind of what yeah. happened to you guys this year?
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, we had been planning kind of for 2021 this, uh, this big idea we had kind of about two years ago, which is where we're all for purpose company. I mean, mm-hmm. we are as a social enterprise, our business is owned by a charitable trust. We have no shareholders, founders don't get equity. We're quite a unique model, but we're competing on the shelf against these other companies who are also talking about purpose. And we've watched them kind of transform for over 10 years and they're doing great work. We had this thought, actually, the the end impact would be bigger if we partnered with one to work together and so we were working on that idea then the pandemic hit and we thought well, we should stop everything but then it was like well hang on no mm. more than ever the world needs ideas at scale yep. and so yeah we brought the launch forward and that was a, a feeling of we were already taking a risk but now we're risking quality of execution yes. which is a tough thing right? yes like an idea There's a great quote this is an idea isn't worth much its value is found in its execution and so it's a very true statement and to risk execution being average or not as good as it could be was one risk. Yep. But then the other risk we saw was like to get kind of just really practical, how many people need help
0: mm. now
1: mm-hmm. and not years from today? You know, yep. The world is in a crisis and, 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 you know, it's going to take bold unfinished kind of ideas or, or raw, bit rough around the edges. And and so we, you know, we took a step out, but I think risk-taking is a process that is really misunderstood. Mm -hmm. I think people, everyone likes the idea. I mean, that's why we all double tap a cool quote about risk-taking on Instagram, or while we all clap at the end of a talk that we hear from some risk-taker, we're like, oh, that's amazing. Like we, we genuinely celebrate it, you know, from the crowd, Uh but to step into the ring to step up onto the platform it's a very it's a very 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 uncomfortable process yeah is is probably the best way I could describe it and there's no like we're not more comfortable with it now than we were when we started Mm -hmm. you know in fact now we're probably a bit more aware of the risks and reputation risk and a whole bunch of other factors that kind of (laughs) yeah can, can make you feel even more uncomfortable like when we were young and 19 and 20 we didn't know a whole lot of stuff and that kind of helped us take yeah. some some risk that uh yeah
0: i love that yeah. and yeah and and i think because there's a difference between, I mean, you've got, you know, two ends of the spectrum, someone who's a, a, a crazy risk taker and then someone who's completely risk averse, but then there's calculated risks, which you need to take obviously in business. Yeah. But then um, your history is 2008, you launched Thank You Water, 2011, the 7-11 campaign, you know, you launched that, which you did amazingly. 2013, you launched the Coles and Woolies campaign, helicopters flying over Coles yeah. and Woolies, and they were yeah. massive campaigns, which you executed brilliantly. 2016, you launched Chapter one which has raised 2.5 million thank you baby and this is you know then New Zealand you guys moved to New Zealand yeah. and this is a lot of planning yeah. which that is kind of synonymous with your brand it's like this excellence and so that I can see that that would have been part of like we've got this amazing thing and what could we do in the next year to make this so big but I think that's what maybe a lot of people struggle with because they've got this bold, like you just said, bold, unfinished idea, but then it's this, like you're teetering on the edge, like, do we do it? Do we not? Do we do it? Yeah. And what do you Sorry, think but... it is that gets you over the line?
1: Yeah. Look, I think, I think it is really important to not underestimate time mm. with ideas. All those campaigns you mentioned, when you put them in a sentence or a paragraph, and it, and it happens, you know, and not just in Australia, but all around the world, we have, you know, these conferences and in these huge platforms and people hear that part of the story and they're just mind boggled at mm. these campaigns and the success, but there's a very solid two year gap, yeah. sometimes three between each one of them. Mm-hmm. And we will spend years refining an idea and thinking about how do we execute it and thinking about what risks are there and how do we manage them now you can't remove all risk you know and 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 the more wealth thought through the execution of an idea is you know i believe the better a chance it has of succeeding yeah so that that's really critical that the, the time and the effort and the energy going into the planning matters a lot but taking the step that is also critical and and, and there is there is power in setting a date and we kind of have this sort of almost internal eye roll around setting a date because people are like, mm-hmm. yeah, but it'll move. Yeah, It'll get pushed out. <laughs> and, and, and at times it does. Um, you know, at times it gets pushed out um, a month or two months or six months. But I can tell you, if we didn't set that date, man, we, we'd be years away and it may never launch. Yeah. So there is something that humans are good at working to that, that moment that this is going to happen. Um, and I think I think that's critical. But I think taking the step is a is a very personal internal journey. Mm-hmm. And and as much as you want it to be about the idea, I actually think it's more about the executors of that idea than yeah. it is about the idea. And it's about you um, getting very comfortable with um, with failing and the idea of of not attaching your identity mm. with the success or failure of the idea. Um, because that that's a very paralyzing thing. If you are so caught up in but what's everyone gonna think and and will they like the idea and what if what if it fails and you have to detach from that. You also have to, I think, get prepared and 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 for a really tough journey. And mm. you know, I, I think that means that you need to know why you're doing it. And it has to be more than but it's just a cool idea. Like it's gotta go deep. It's gotta this is a very personal step you're taking because risk is that. Yeah. You know. It is, it, there's, a, there's, a, there's a depth to this. And so, knowing why you're doing what you're doing and having a team of people, whether that's an employed team or team of mentors or advisors or people that you can collaborate with who are all united and committed on that risk, too. Because I think going it alone is just, it's just crazy. And, and, and even a, a sailor who goes around the world on their own as a solo sailor they're solo and they're not solo Mm. like they're absolutely the only person on the boat but there are a lot of people that went into the training the thinking the planning there are people on the end of that satellite phone you know this is a this is not something you can do alone even if it's a solo (laughs) trip around the world on a boat
0: yeah and i I think what you just mentioned there is just not, you know, knowing yourself and going on this journey of because risk taking. I was thinking about that too this morning. Going, what is it about about you know crossing that line and taking that risk and knowing your why that always you know spurs you on. But authenticity and knowing your true authentic self, or at least going on that journey because it's, it's a lifelong journey. But um, uh, and re- almost redefining. Pain and failure, and because we're so averse to that, and I think in society we've been trained to be, stay away from it, and it's bad. Failure and pain is bad. Yeah. Whereas personally, for me, you know, I've been on a massive journey the last few years and learnt so much about myself through pain um, and failure. Yeah. And look, I'm sure every single person who's done anything in life, you know, we're not we're not averse to that. And so, I think it's almost like redefining yeah, like taking a risk and, and facing failure and pain as a possibility, like that's actually, I think, more brave than anything.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I think it's a really, it's a really good call out. Um, I was having a chat to one of our team um, a couple of weeks back about um, the process of pioneering because I think pioneering and risk-taking, you know, they are just, you know, one and the same at times, you mm. know, pioneer with um, someone, who's, someone, or a team who's just willing to say, "Well, you know, this hasn't been done before, or you know, there isn't a clear path to take, but we're going to step out, we're going to take risk." And I think of like a mountaineer, like someone who's like climbing a summit. We all celebrate like they got to the top of Everest, or mm-hmm. they got to the top of K2, or this mountain and that mountain, and we could almost name the mountains that they climbed. Almost like you named the campaigns we've run. And they're Mm. like, that's amazing. They reached it. But but the gap between, you know, the idea they had to summit that, and particularly if it's a first time. I mean, I I think the process is the equivalent of going up the mountain and realising, oh, this way is not going to work. Okay, let's go back down a bit. Then we'll go across. Then we'll go up. Oh, Oh, this way didn't work either. Okay, okay, now let's try that way. Mm. And then and then we'll go over there. Now, if in that process you have a team of people that are like, What do you mean it's the wrong way? Oh, yeah. are, are you telling me that didn't work? Well, I'm not gonna go that way unless I know it's gonna work. The pioneer doesn't know if it's gonna work. All they know, and it's a resolve, no matter what happens, we're getting to the summit. Doesn't matter how many days, doesn't matter how many attempts, doesn't matter how many different ways we're going to have to come up with and problems we're going to solve, we're going to get to summit. And so I think risk-taking is about understanding your true north, mm. understanding why you're doing it, locking onto that and being okay to fumble your way to the summit. Yeah.
0: That's
1: the uncomfortable process.
0: And I think that's a lot of the stories well, that's that's not told, you know, because you see, like you just said, yeah. you know, I can, launch, I can list off your whole journey and that's like, whoa, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. But I think... Um, And personally, what I love to hear, you know, when I'm listening to a podcast or watching a video is, is the the hard times. And that's what we all connect through is we connect through um, pain because we are vulnerable and we're our most authentic selves. When we say like this stuffed up or I'm so, you know, and we kind of get to know ourselves and we connect with ourselves. And so it's so like failure and pain is so hard in when you're in it, but it, it has this way of stealing us, you know, and just strengthening us. And we discover this beautiful part of ourselves, you know, to, to lead the way for a team and to be authentic and vulnerable. And I'm sure you would have to, you know, to be that with your team to take them yeah. on this massive journey. How has that impacted you? Like pain, failure?
1: Yeah, so, so much. I mean, the resolve of this campaign and the boldness of it comes out of a very painful journey mm. um, that we're very open with, with the team. And um, we've released some, some stuff on this online and we've been super open about it, but it's, 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 you know, you mentioned some of the early campaigns and we, we had some wins, you know, chapter one <clears throat> was, or well, Coles and Will Worse is amazing. And chapter one was, <clears throat> for those who don't know, a book we released a so pay what you want price and it worked. I mean, people paid a few dollars, the most paid $50,000 for a copy, mm. but in a market of Australia where a bestseller is 5000 we sold like 125,000 and it continues to sell and not only sell it opens doors all around the world like it just and 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 that that caught me off guard like it just after the launch we found like reporters who read the book from you know one of the the number one news um outlet in Indonesia so then they did a 10 minute feature on the thank you story in Indonesia and um, you know, I found myself at a conference in Chicago after the launch. And, and then the organizers came up to me and they, they were like, Daniel, are you Daniel yeah, here? You missed, you missed my our email. Like, we haven't heard back from you. I'm like, oh, I was, I was traveling. It was to Chicago. <laughs> I said, I, I haven't checked my email. They said, that's okay. But President Obama selected you for an interview tomorrow. <laughs> he wants to interview you and, and two others. Are you, are you up for it? And I'm like, what? Like, I didn't even, we didn't apply for it. We didn't know about it. I just thought I was attending a conference and that he was, um, you know, hosting. But it just—it was mind-boggling. Yeah. And so there were these epic moments of success. Um, and, and and for you know the next morning there I was for like twenty-five minutes and hearing questions like Daniel, um, he he said he's like Daniel, markets are global now. When's thank you coming to the world? And I'm like, well, great question, President Obama. We're about to launch in New Zealand. Um, But after that, we look forward to bringing it to the world. Um, So that was a cool moment, right? A couple of hours later, I was on the phone to our COO at the time. And he talked me through a challenge that I was aware of, but probably not to the level of, wow, we've stuffed up here. Um, It was uh, a product issue and it wasn't a public health risk. Um, But it was a very poor product experience, which for us is, you know, it's Mm. it's the rule you can't break. And we made the call that afternoon, you know, to pull the product off the shelf, which cost slash hurt us um, $150,000. And on on the same day as talking to, you know, the 44th president of America and giving him a a set of our hand wash and product, you know, he's like, oh, well, you know, um, it's like the girls and I. We, we, you know, we wash our hands. This will be great. So I'm like, this is cool. And then a couple of hours later, we're recalling a product because we, we messed up.
0: Yeah. And
1: it, and and it hurt. And 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 that hurt. But gosh, if I thought that was tough, the next four years were some of the hardest years of Justine and and my life because mm. we launched into the baby category but it didn't work. Mm. When I say didn't work, it was the most successful launch we have ever had 10% market share in the first few months. But then the big brands competed mm-hmm. and they, they price promoted and people told us you have no idea what you're walking into. They will crush you. And we're like, ah, oh, but, but thank you. Like we're gonna <laughs> and we went in and consumers backed it, but then we were nearly crushed. Mm. Like we nearly lost, not just the baby category. Thank you. Full stop. We went to New Zealand, and our sales data mirrored the baby launch. Again, one of our most successful launches, but then absolutely smashed by the competition. And mm. and that 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 thirty-second story that was four years of our life, and it was like, what? After a decade, this thing's meant to be going from strength to strength, and it's failing, and and it's not working. And and it was, I mean, for Justin and I, we both burnt out in different ways, you know, and they had to have time off and just reset as as individuals and leaders but it was during that reset that a very profound kind of thought hit us It's actually from a book where he, we read about a, a leader who went through burnout and he was talking about you know what's the five percent that only you can do and he kind of the hypothesis was that um or, or his thought was that 85 percent of what you do someone else can do mm. someone highly trained can do, but 5% only you can do. It's what you're born for. Mm. And we looked at that as individuals and it was valuable, but we thought about it as thank you. And we're like, hey, in a second, we're competing against all these companies and they do have, they own the factory, so they have more margin than us. They have access to huge amounts of capital. And and it was us looking at what are we good at, what are we not good at, Mm. that actually led to a project internally we call Project Salvation. And it was a (laughs) rethink. of the thank you model and we spent uh like a year and a half probably two years in total working on that looking at all of our historical data and we came up to the plan of cool we actually need to partner with one of these other companies and take on the rest of them with the power of two Mm. not one and so and so my point is this campaign is like yeah we launched this thing called no small plan Mm -hmm. but there there was a long journey that on the inside that led to a resolve that, you know, I sat with someone on the phone, uh, in London last night and he, he's telling me, ah, oh, you know, I think, I don't think you should partner with big companies. I think you should do it all yourself. And I could happily sit there, mm. even though this person is very experienced to solve multiple companies in the hundreds of millions of dollars. I sat there very comfortably saying, oh, we're very comfortable with our path. Yeah. And, and here's why, and it's in part because of the pain and the process and years of living through that. So, look, a long response, but so good. I mean, we live more pain than people realise mm-hmm. and we try and tell everyone <laughs> on the podcast, in the book, every, like at any chance we can, we're trying to tell people like pain is the process, yep. you know, and it does, it leads to great moments.
0: It's, yeah, wow. Thanks for sharing that. That's really encouraging and, and I love what you said about the 5% because that is when we try and do everything ourselves, that's, that's just like a metaphor for life. Really. When we try and do everything on our own, we isolate ourselves. We're not connected. Um, we're overwhelmed and you know, life is meant to be in relationship and we're meant to do things together and collaborate. And yeah, I heard you say in another interview, yeah, just like asking yourself, what, what are you really good at? Like, what do you shine at? What's your strengths and knowing that and playing to that, it's like, you know, footy team, like you, you put the players in the team with yeah. and they play to their strength. They don't have to play every single yeah. position on the field. Like that would be so silly and boring. And so it's like now yeah. um, it's like reaching out to these big guns and, you know, you're, you you yeah. p- swing, you know, just as big. And so it's saying, look, we can do more. Like you're already doing massive amounts yeah. and the power of collaboration yeah. um, and just that joy that comes when you actually meet with someone that has a strength that doesn't that you don't have, and you realize yeah. I'm bringing this to the table. Oh my gosh, you're bringing this to the table, and it's like this yeah. amazing feeling of joy because it's it's like you're all doing what you're born to do, and so um, yeah. yeah, I think that's so inspiring. Thank
1: you. Yeah, yeah. and look, but I, I think it's a tough journey because anyone who has an idea, you're protective of it. You, yeah, you want to protect it, and then and it, and you find yourself doing everything and and we just say no that's our story like if we look at the history of thank you Mm. we you know like i mean we have seen a lot of people in in thank you from i'm just talking a team perspective team member after team member burnout friend after friend Mm. face after face it's it's a very hard very personal journey and we've looked at it and, and at first we just put it down to like um you know incompetent leadership of, of us mm. and just being young and like, we're like, yeah, that's the issue. And I, I'm sure that's accounts for a very high percentage of it. But I think the, the other realization was, huh, it's mm-hmm. not just the healthy churn of a startup. It's not just, we're still figuring everything out. And to be honest, probably every leader actually is, totally. but, but there's another point. And the other point is, I reckon we are trying to climb a mountain with two hands tied behind our back because, and and we tied them there. In other words, we were trying to do everything and be everything to everyone and trying to disrupt every part of the supply chain, not just the part that, you know, we really should be. And and, and we were over-engineering areas and Mm. doing so much in-house that could have gone to a great partner that got a better result. But we thought, no, what we're doing on the inside is so special, it can't be shared. And that's a lie. That Mm. That is bad. And it leads to, you know, this, like it, it burns out, it burns you out and it burns people out. And I think right now as a team, we've never been more at peace, at joy. I mean, we've never been more productive, but we've also never had more partners helping on this mission who are our team, just, you know, sit within a different legal entity, but together we're team thank
0: you. Yeah. Oh, it's true. Like a rising tide, you know, that quote, rising tide raises all shit, so we all, we all win. And... Yeah, just even this conversation, I feel this excitement and passion in in hearing your story and sharing your story. And I know that so many people are going to be just inspired to to be brave. And I want to redefine risk and failure. It's like part of life. And and as we share, and we're honest with each other, and I think that vulnerability is really scary. And you you need to share it with the people that you trust, but, but that's, it, it brings people together like never before. And it brings us connection and yeah. And I guess as, as a leader, as you know, you and um, yourself and Justine, as you've been through this, like what you said before about climbing the mountain and going on a different path and saying, oh no, let's go here as a pioneer and finding those people that are with you, that requires a lot of trust. And I know for me, you know, following someone else's vision or, you know, leadership, and when you are behind at 150%, you're like, no, I know that person and I, I trust them because yeah. they've been vulnerable with me. Have you found that over the last, you know, period of time as you've been honest with your team? Yeah. Have, you, have you noticed that yeah. change?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we definitely over the years took a very open and vulnerable approach and actually made some people uncomfortable because vulnerability opens up incompetency or mm. opens up flaws. And some people don't like that. I mean, I actually think it's sort of bizarre. Like we all want it as humans, but then we also like to idolize leaders or individuals, which is why we're all shocked when we hear like, you know, some person was a human and we're like, no, they're mm. not. In my mind, they couldn't fail or they couldn't mess up or, you know. And so so I, I think for some people it's actually... Yeah. They, they almost like to live in a bubble of like, you know, don't tell me too much. Uh, but what we found is, as we shared openly and vulnerably, those people kind of, you know, move on mm-hmm. and, and, and those that really resonate with this join and together we've created a, a culture that is authentic, open, not perfect, Yeah, mm. um, but no, I don't think any culture is, no. but I, 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 I think for, for, Oh, just and I were reflecting literally last week. She, she's going uh, on maternity leave, which is a you know, uh, um, again, it's the second time we've done this. Yeah. It's It's a you know, when you work together every day, it's it's such a fascinating thing. But we took took time to just reflect, and we're like, the, the culture and team's never been at this point ever mm. in twelve years. It's just never been at this, and it's come from radical transparency and vulnerability and. And risk. I mean, you have to understand that there is so many unknowns, not just in 2020, but in our team, what's the future look like? What partner takes what and what does that mean for jobs and future? And on an individual level, there is a whole group, you know, we, we, we might be at the front of the pioneer train, but there's a whole train of pioneers mm. who are up for this journey, which means we are up for the uncomfortable, up for when their friends and family say, oh, how's it going? Have you got the thing yet? Do you know what your future holds? <laughs> uh, not yet. No, not yet what that's okay you know and and then yeah and 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 it's yeah it's an incredible group of people
0: yeah I think it's when it comes to dreaming and dreaming big and realizing you know this journey of realizing who we are and what what we're on earth to you know created to be um and do and to live these passions that are already in us from when we were kids I believe um you know, being childlike helps us dream and as kids, you know, I've, I've read that I, I have said this so many times and I've read that you said, said it as well. You know, as kids we dream big and we believe we can do anything but as adults like we often, you know, we become adults. We become like, okay, this is what we're going to do gonna, and we kind of forget yeah. who we are. And I think becoming childlike again and just remembering who we're created to be is, is so important. And it's, it's hard because when we're surrounded by all these messages, social media, whatever, but how do you do that? How do you guys stay childlike? How do you remember? And um, you know, what is it for you that keeps you grounded?
1: Yeah. May, oh, many things. There's so much gold, gold in what you just said. I think, yeah, I do. I love the thought that we were all children once and mm. then, you know, of us grew up and, and, we do need to ungrow up in some areas because what we think is healthy is just we conform to a society view, you know, and and that's that's what I love about kids, you know, mm. like they're just sort of so bold and shameless until shame kicks in and then they start to conform. And that's that's the journey that we need to kind of undo in many ways. I think there is we we, we all need to learn experience and wisdom is very valuable but I think it's even more valuable when you couple it with the willingness to question and to wonder to play mm. to rethink you know to 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 almost be naive in a sense that you could just yeah but I wonder if we
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah I know there hasn't I know there's not an example like this before and I know there's not a business agreement technically in this space and I know usually companies acquire companies like us but think you can't be acquired so let's why don't we create something that hasn't, hasn't been created before, but they'd never agree to it. Well, mm. let, let's, let's block that thought for a moment. And let's sort of, let's play with like, what if they did agree to it and what would it take them to agree? And what would it take for us to be comfortable for them to agree? And it's amazing where you can get to when you don't stop at, oh, but this is not how they do it. Mm. And that, they wouldn't, they just wouldn't agree to it. I mean, that is the end of the brainstorm. It is the end yeah. of the idea. If you if you park that roadblock and explore, you know, great things can happen. I think for Charles and I, it's become an art form of and a reminder to do that and to keep doing it and that it's valuable. I can tell you in our story and journey, we've had lots of different people join thank you over the years and advise and you know, at times what really was the secret to building thank you became quite looked down upon and sort of childish and history and not what what it's going to take to build the future and you know it it got devalued and we kind of devalued it in the process you know and then we kind of woke up to ah hang on no Mm. it's okay it's okay to have a beginner's mindset in fact it's the secret
0: definitely so
1: I, i would encourage people in that space i think what grounds us is vision and mission you know this idea of we are working on something that we believe could help take us a giant step forward in the end to extreme poverty and, and the lives that will be impacted from that, the mission we're on matters, but the vision of just the world looking different, you know, products we all buy every day in every country, fundamentally righting a wrong that shouldn't exist. Like Mm. that vision, it just compels us. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think what grounds us is, you know, and, and Justin talks a lot about anchors and, I just love her analogy on it. Like, like, you know, it, it's just like, what anchors you and, and it's our anchors that get us through life's greatest storms. And I think for her and I, you know, our, our relationship is one and the people we surround ourselves with our faith is one. Mm. Her and I, uh, you know, have a uh, kind of a deep, personal, strong faith. And, and that has been one of our greatest anchors because we feel like, a we can't do it on our own and we need help Mm -hmm. it's it's and and also we're not walking alone and that's how we feel and that's been the journey and so for us prayer and uh times of meditation are probably what saved us Mm. from combusting and and, Mm. you know and i think what's important for everyone listening is that they find like not shallow stuff that will ground them but deep stuff You know, and so it is It is found in, in relationships. It's found in vision and mission and purpose. It's found in faith or it's found in the stuff that, to be honest, is probably uncomfortable to talk about, takes time to think about. It's it's But that's what grounds it and you need it. If mm-hmm. you're going to take risk, you need something to ground you because everyone around you at some point is going to call you crazy. Your idea will not work. It will fail multiple times on the process to working. And that's uh, that's the best way. I, I mean, maybe not for everyone, but that's been our experience. Yeah.
0: Oh, it's so great, so great. Oh, I love it. Yeah, just and just knowing that you're supported. You know, you're part of a family. We all just want to belong. And and knowing that, you know, when you said shared about faith, it's like knowing that um, whatever it is that that you believe, it's like feeling that you're part of something bigger and getting that perspective and it's look it brings us me right back to wanting to do things together we always feel better when we're connected and that's exactly what you've just done you've you've reached out your arms to the world and put the call out to say let's do this together let's be connected and let's help each other and so like (laughs) bravo like bravo to you for doing that and yeah. And, and we, we really are so excited to see the result. And so can you share any news with us going going back to the...
1: I can absolutely share. <laughs> that we are pioneering and therefore we are in the process, which we call the middle, Yeah, the uncomfortable middle. We got everyone's attention mm-hmm. right in, from public, which was great. We got some really, I mean, we had you know, we invited the big two, we invited nine others. Some of those nine reached out to us before their invitations even got to them. Others picked up the phone saying, hey, we could help. We're not part of those 11, but mm. here's what we can do. And so we've got meetings with companies all around the world, some we wanted to meet with and others that we're even learning about who they are, but turns out they're pretty incredible mm. too. And, and so it's led us to go cool. We had this great plan. It was brilliant. Um, talk about pivot. But on the 5th of December, like last week, we we're going to announce who's in onto one of the largest digital billboards in the world, found in Times Square, in New York City. A guy has very generously uh, given us a discounted spot on there. He's the founder. It's, a, it's like the size of an American football field. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And, and we love that spot because it's a stake in the middle, almost a mecca of advertising and consumerism. We yep. want a statement there of like, cool, let's use this for, uh, for good. But, uh, we've delayed that announcement. Um, and you know, we, we decided, Hey, this is not about as cool as it would be to have like a quick decision. Like, yeah, actually we need the right partner mm. and we need to really consider this mm-hmm. and, and, you know, our lens we're applying is 10 to 15 years from today. What's the impact yep. and what's the partner that will get to that versus just a, a quick Quick move, and it's been. A, a, I look forward to talking about it more publicly once we've got a result, but it has been the roller coaster of roller coasters. Mm-hmm. Like, it is just unreal. Like, it, it, moments of like, oh, just yeah, but 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 highs and lows, yeah, you know, and twists and turns, and then surprises, and you know, uh, just yeah, it's fascinating. So, my point, you know, and I'd love to be more open to say, like look i can i can honestly say this it is pioneering through and through It mm. is taking through and through and our resolve is summit we're getting to the summit now if you want to know exactly how well we we'll, fit we will get there we, we don't we're working we're working on it and we're working on who we're going to get to the summit with but we're going to get there um and and you know
0: and i actually our, our, i actually think resolve. this is the best I'm actually glad that this we're recording this now because this is it. This is, this is risk-taking. Like you're in the middle and you haven't got the answer yet. You've done, you've, you've, you've flown off the, off the cliff, you know, you've got your whatever and you've got your, your vision and you're being led by that. And it's, and that just proves once again that we actually do need to celebrate. We all we always want to get to that summit, but you know, you're halfway yeah. up. Yeah. You just all you need to do is turn around and go, I'm actually not at the top, but I'm halfway up Mount Everest. And yeah. that is pretty damn good. So, yeah. 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 And then also being
1: comfortable will be halfway up and go, yeah. cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Right. Let's go 300 meters backwards and then forward. Yes. You know, and that, yes. that's almost what the last few weeks has looked like Yeah. At times. It's like. Mm-hmm cool cool okay no that that who's that, that that's interesting mm-hmm. how do we piece that together and and also at the same time we're trying to introduce a whole bunch of people to yeah no you can't buy thank you <laughs> if, if we if we if we could be sold done deal yeah years ago literally like yeah. it just it wouldn't even but we're sort of we're like yeah no you can't buy it yeah well, you can't even own 10 percent. not even one percent um and that that is actually the equivalent of really, you know, it's a new box really, mm-hmm. for some of these companies. Yeah. It's a new box they haven't ticked before. And, you know, where this is, you know, the process is getting people to see a future um, that looks different to the past.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love it. It's And it's all about bringing people together, which is like the best, you know, yeah. creating community and Oh my gosh, so great. Well, uh, we will continue to cheer you on and this is just so inspiring and we'll continue to get behind whatever you guys do because it's just brilliant and inspires other people to, to take their risks. And, and so, yeah, no small plan, share it. As soon as you make, you know, any kind of announcement, um, yeah, we yeah. will uh, c- continue. But what, what can people do? What's the best thing they can do to help you throughout this campaign? in the middle of it
1: yeah look, right now in the middle i, I think time Tony get to know thank you i mean we, we've you know share the video that helps um we just released a letter online called letter from the trustees and it's a really in-depth look at how we give get familiar with the model share it with people and then when we have a moment to announce who's in uh help us shout help us spread the word mm. and uh help us take this thing to the next level
0: yeah it's great and that's why people love it so much because it's you're we're all empowered to change the world through you know this this incredible vehicle so thank you so much for your time and um yeah wishing you all the very best for everything
1: no worries all right hey thank you so much
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Risk Takers Podcast. Please share this with as many people as you can. And if you loved it, please give us a five-star rating so more people can be encouraged. I would love to add you to our risk list. So let me know when you take your first step. Hashtag One Million Risks and send me an email via napbox.com.au so we can all cheer each other on. And whatever you're facing right now, just know that you're not alone. You're braver and more courageous than you think. I'll see you next time. Love you.